Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex and Bernie is here. Wagwan. Jamaica. <laughs> oh, you said it. Oh, you said it. <laughs> I can say the Jamaica bit. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Luca Capone did ask, Luca Capone on Twitter did ask what that was about. And mm. basically, we've developed a fondness for Jamaica because... Mohammed decided to name himself Wagwan <laughs> one day, and uh, they think they can't say that, and I think they can. But uh, if anyone of Jamaican descent, please tell me if Mo and Alex can say Wagwan. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we'd appreciate that kind of knowledge. I mean, it, it all you know, it, not not that people weren't saying that in in high school and stuff, but um, you know, the the Renaissance came when when Obama went to Jamaica and just showed up. And pulled that out in the opening line, and the crowd went wild. Absolutely wild! I loved. I, I loved it. That was. That was. I was saucy. That was saucy. It was so good, man. It was so good. Imagine Trump. No, never mind. I don't even want to get into it. Um, he'll be throwing tissues at people. But... <laughs> oh, <laughs> to God. Um, while we're on uh, cultural references, I was just. What, have you seen um, Vikings? Uh no, actually, I've not. Uh, it's wicked. I mean, it's exactly what you'd expect it to be. Just like a lot of beardy, beardy blokes running around having a fight. Okay. But, but it's very entertaining. And what, I, I'm going to draw a soccer link any second because they do a lot of rowing around, right? Because the Vikings got to the UK on boats and everywhere right. else. Right. And so there's loads of scenes of just them in the boat and they're rowing. And there's like a ship captain and the captain's going, row and they're rowing <laughs> <laughs> it's like and it just uh you know there are parallels with football managers who are just like on the touchline just shouting stuff even though the players are already doing it like run back get back they are i was like no shit what do you think i'm doing here <laughs> i'm literally yeah. on a body of water to think i'm not gonna row <laughs> yeah, the only thing i'm here to do anyway um champions league day isn't it Liverpool, yeah, Inter Milan. You said Inter would get battered. I'm going to keep bringing this up because it didn't happen. It, it did not happen, despite Alexis Sanchez's best intentions to allow such a thing to happen. Mm. Um, no, credit. Honestly, I said that because I expected that Con- Conte left and Lukaku left, and to a lesser degree, Ashley Young left. <laughs> <laughs> to a lesser degree. <laughs> But that honestly, I thought the whole thing would collapse. What I didn't expect was that the guys who left were left behind, or who stayed behind, would really try and fight for the team. Um, and that Simone and Zaghi actually kind of isn't bad. <laughs> so yeah. you know, cre- credit to Inter Milan because they did win. They just couldn't pull off the upset. Um, but no credit to them. Yeah, and I, and I thought like for the for the first seventy seventy five minutes of the first leg. They were they were pretty good too and pretty you know held their own and then they just kind of got tired at the end of the first leg Liverpool scored a couple and I mean today uh, yeah Liverpool could have had a couple of goals I think Diaz was quite wasteful I mean, like Matip hit the bar I think um, but Inter were good like they absolutely held their own and I, I don't mean to sound patronising like we shouldn't be surprised or it would be great if we we didn't have to be surprised that like the champions of of Italy held their own against. Liverpool but 
it was a bit of a surprise because you just kind of you have the feeling at the moment that the Premier League, the elite Premier League teams are, are so far above or better than everyone else. But uh, so it was kind of nice that that didn't that didn't really appear to be the, be the case. And that Lautaro goal, man, what a mm. hit! Mm. What a hit! Some, some lovely, 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 <laughs> lovely, lovely. It, it, it really made was. it made me reignite my uh, sign Lautaro agenda in in my group chat. But uh, you know, you can I can dream, I can dream. And that's interesting. I Actually, mean, Brozovic yeah. also stood out to me. I, I thought I thought he was good. I thought he was really really good. He's a really good player, and I, I'm kind of surprised. It seems to it seems that he's signing a new deal with Inter, which like fair play. He's happy there, playing good football, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I th- kind of would have thought he'd test the uh, test the free agent market a little bit because I think he'd make some monster money. So let, let me ask you this question because I've thought about this. I've thought about like what kind of football player would I be. In a sense of, mm, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I already know I would, I would just be a reckless battering ram of a of a defensive midfielder or centre back, knowing I used to be a striker and a winger, but whatever. Um, okay, can I take credit for your centre back conversion, please? It started in high school. Oh, However, I, I perfected the role <laughs> under under your tutelage. So. Thank you. I was a bit, I was a bit raw in high school, like you know, <laughs> relying on raw pace. But then as I got older, I had to learn positional sense from you. So. Okay, thank All you. <laughs> but, but well, I was going with that was I think to myself like if if I was being a footballer and I got to a city that is nice and I'm being paid yeah. let me let me just let me even put it this way anywhere over well what's average now like 50k okay okay let's say 100 grand thank you very much I was gonna go yeah. 50 but I'm, I'm <laughs> assuming you're I'm assuming you're top echelon you know oh, or like thank just you. under oh thank you yeah yeah. <laughs> If, if I'm being paid 100k and living in Milan, I don't think I'm moving unless they force me out. Like, I'm not asking my agent to do anything. Like, sure, I'm a United fan, so if my United came in for me, great. Like, I would push. But other than that, I, if I'm Brozovic and knowing myself, I'm in no hurry to go anywhere because my life is, I'm assuming, great in Milan. Like, I don't have that kind of, yeah. like, aspiration to do all these wild things, you know what I mean? Oh, you would annoy Mohamed. What you? Uh, if Mohamed was your agent, he'd 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 kill you, because um, <laughs> he's Mister Take the Contract and go bigger, go as big as you can. I, you know, I tend to agree with you. Um, like I, I'm more about you know quality of life. On the other hand, you can once you retire from football at thirty eight, six, seven, thirty eight, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you can go and live wherever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. So. I might, I might take that that last, you know, bumper contract just to set up the grandkids, and then, you know, if I have to live in in London or or Manchester for two or three years, you know, I'll deal with it. It'll be shit, mm-hmm. but then, you know, I can just pop over back to Italy after I'm done. So I'll, I'll just just digress a little bit further before we get back into Champions League. When I was a kid in Malaysia, I played for a team called uh, Junior Rangers, and good name. It was a Rangers-inspired team, and the other team that we used to play against, we trained with, was Celtic. I don't, <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> and I always had in my head as a kid that for some reason my tra- career trajectory would be Rangers, mm. and then Everton. We'll talk about them, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Man United. That was literally how I envisioned it in my head. And okay. now I'm like, if it's not that, I, and I find a place that I like. That that would have been fine, but that was what my vision for my life used to be. <laughs> That's really interesting. So you, you definitely weren't going on like best cities to live in sort of thing. Although you know, it was Glasgow, eight, I didn't sure know what Milan thing. was like. Like you know what okay. I mean. 
<laughs> I would revise that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, Manchester is probably the... No, I don't, I don't have enough experience of these cities, but I know there are better places to live than all three of them. But yeah, fair enough. I, I'm i trying to think about... I think I just wanted to play for the for the team I supported. I also used to... I'm sure I've told this on the, on the podcast before, but I used to kick the ball around in the garden um, pretending that I was in a central midfield pairing for Canada with Owen Hargreaves. <laughs> wow! Wow! You do you do a lot of work because of his knees. <laughs> well, that and he didn't show up to Canada. Yeah. So. <laughs> Although he's got that weird picture with Steve Harper, and I don't really know why. But yeah, that is weird, isn't it? He thinks holding a ball with a Canadian, like with a maple leaf on it, even I, I don't. Yeah. I don't understand what was going on there. I think there's a strong chance neither of them knows who the other person is. <laughs> Like I can't imagine Stephen Harper has got any clue who Owen Hargreaves is. <laughs> right. Anyway, so Liverpool through. Um, what else happened? Oh, Bayern Munich seven one against Salzburg. Oh dear. Oh dear. You know how you called this like the Munich derby or the airport derby or whatever? Yeah. Like they're so close that this that uh, Salzburg might as well be Bayern's reserves, and and that would yeah. explain the seven one tonking. <laughs> Just the under-23 team. <laughs> I mean, Lewandowski's got a hat-trick in, what, 23 minutes? That's ridiculous. I mean, he's done that kind of thing before, but but not in a... Was it? No, wait. No, well, it, it was in, it was domestically. It wasn't in the Champions League. He got, like, five goals in 19 minutes or something stupid like this? Or like, it was something crazy. Yeah. But that was either in, in the Bundesliga or, or the, the Pokal. Um, to do it in the Champions League is mental. It's like It's just a bit embarrassing. Also, also mm. Bayern were like, as far as I understand it, playing like a wing back system, Komen uh, as a wing back, and like Nabry as a wing back, and Thomas Muller smashed in a couple of goals, and like he still celebrates them as if he's like 21 and scoring the most important goal of, of all time. It's it's quite something. They are just a machine. Mm. It's they're. Uh... I, I this this is the result that we predicted in the first leg. I mean, not seven mm. one, like four, but like it was if they were just toying with us. And I've I've you know the tactical setup was interesting. Um, Long term, does it work? Maybe. Um, the profile of player that they have, I think, are going to be amenable to that. But I've read some stuff that people aren't happy with Nagelsmann or something, and I didn't really understand it. But after you get a result like this. Yeah, what well, why what can people say? What what, let, what was the kind of gist of their unhappiness? See is, he, is he personally annoying or I don't know. I just I just saw something okay. weird like maybe they're not winning by thirty points in the league. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, by the way, Fair if enough. if the listeners hear a buzzing sound, my washing machine keeps kicking on and I scheduled this poorly and in line with with laundry being done. So it's I just massively un- unprofessional buddy. <laughs> What uh, what are we doing? Uh, sheets, towels, whites. Uh, uh, ba- baby clothes. Always baby clothes. Was it once a day? Yeah. Now nah, once a week. We bought a lot of clothes. Oh, <laughs> we didn't have to do this. <laughs> it's got a wardrobe. All right. Um, <laughs> tomorrow, Manchester City uh, against Sporting Lisbon. All right, this is cracking me up, right? Because City are five 0 up from the first leg, and mm-hmm. Pep's all like. We've got no defenders. Kyle Walker's injured, and we're going to have to, uh, you know, experiment or like 
shift our resources. I'm like, you're 5-0 up. You could play Liam Delap at centre-back. You'll be fine. I just wish he wouldn't do this. Like, just, just, just for once, be honest and be like, we're going to arrest these guys. Like, because Kyle Walker played against United, like, and I don't think he even broke a sweat in that game. Like, <laughs> honestly, he's fine. <laughs> just tell us you're arresting him. It's okay. It's no, he, he's suspended. He, like, because he kicked oh, someone he in the last leg. But, but okay. yeah, I, I don't know. Ake will probably play. I don't know. City's second team is always just, like, the first team and Nathan Ake. Yeah. And then he much. brings on one of the kids at some point. Who else? Oh, Sterling's gonna play because he didn't do anything. He didn't like. He's not. Yeah. Had... And then Stefan. I don't know. Alex. I don't care about this game because it's gonna be four nil even with the reserves. So... Oh, you just you just stumbled on a good idea, right? This is finally the game that Edison gets to play outfield. Come on. Okay, I want Edison to play as a number six. Yes. That's what I want. I want him like switching play diagonals. Like that's what I. I just, yeah, that's what I want to see. I'm, I'm quarterback. Come I'm on, with it. like 15 minutes at the end at least. Come <laughs> yes. on, Pep. Yes, please. And then of course we've got Real Madrid against PSG, the big one. Um, PSG one nil up from the first leg. Uh, I assume that you think that they will bottle it. The thing is, I should assume they'll bottle it. But something tells me that this is different. Mm. So I don't know what. Okay. I I don't know why. <laughs> All right. But I'm going. I'm second leg. I'm going to go with a one-one draw and PSG go through two-one aggregate. I is it fair to say you can't get this level of analysis anywhere else? No, <laughs> I think no. so. No, um, no, it's pure like like finger in the air. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> Well, here's what Ancelotti thinks. He said um, something along the lines of PSG will be playing against 11 men and the Bernabeu. And that didn't really fill me with much dread on PSG's behalf. Because, like, this is... I mean, I I don't... We don't pay too close attention to Real Madrid enough to know that, like, they've never had a a raucous home crowd. But the standout memories for me are are just their their fans, like, waving white handkerchiefs and booing their own players. <laughs> so when Angelotti I, I, says, you know, they have to face the Bernabeu, I'm like, that might help, if anything. I saw a tweet earlier, like somewhere, where they were talking about the crowd spurring them on against somebody. I don't know who. And I was okay. like, really? Like, I mean, Ra- Ra- Rahul Kavapale, our, our Madrid correspondent, is going to have to mm-hmm. tell us about how supportive that crowd can really be, but yeah, PSG, mate, PSG. I actually saw, I my eyes could have mistaken me, but um, or could have deceived me, but I thought I saw a tweet from Raul saying that he was in Madrid and at a game. So we'll we'll have to investigate, and we can get we can get a first-hand report on that. But um, all right, so PSG to go through. Uh, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sergio Ramos isn't playing, obviously. So you know, there's that. And there were doubts about Mbappe um, earlier in the week, and so I mean, if that's if Mbappe doesn't play, then then it's Real Madrid, because yes. without without him, it all falls apart. Yes, yeah. and sh- shocking to think when there's a certain other person on the pitch, but yeah. Hey, it's uh, it's getting very close to uh, sister birthday time, isn't it? I think it's like next week or so. <laughs> well, we shouldn't know this. <laughs> 
<laughs> we shouldn't know football really is his birthday. It's, but, it's been know. three years in a row. Like, yeah. Let me see. Oh, you Google Neymar and his sister comes up in the search. Uh, oh, two in three days. Happy birthday, Rafaela. <laughs> uh, so will he be? I mean, it would be very, very interesting to see whether he's at the game or not. Well, the thing is, he doesn't have to miss the game this time. He can just fly over after. That's true. That's true. I don't know. We, we, we'll see. Um, Premier League. Uh, should we start with your mighty Reds? Let's, let's get it over with. Um, yeah, sure. Okay, can I, can I say something first? Yeah. So, <laughs> when it, I think it was 2-1 at halftime, right? I start, I watched like the first five minutes of the second half, and then I decided I'm not going to watch anymore. <laughs> so, I literally, it was in the background, and I was just doing something else because I just couldn't be bothered. And I heard the third goal, didn't even turn around to go see it. Oh, God. Then I turned it off, and I've been, I was informed there was a fourth, but I've literally not seen it. That is a <laughs> sad state of affairs, that, man. That's, that's how I feel right now about this football club. I mean, I can understand it. I can definitely understand being totally disillusioned, and not even necessarily because of the results, because the results haven't been bad. It's just everything around the club right now is, is horrible, from the abuse the players are getting to the behavior of some of the players who probably deserve more abuse than the ones that are getting it to Roy Keane. <laughs> Roy Keane and his, his I didn't even like, listen. Just... I, I saw what everyone else said about it. I couldn't press play. Cause I, what's the difference? He's, he's been saying this like... Oh, yeah. The difference is every time Roy Keane has one of these rants, it was followed by like a 20-game unbeaten run or some shit. Like... That's not happening now. We've had this this Gorkin speech twice already this season. <laughs> you can only use the hairdryer so often that it starts to get. Didn't Fergie say that? You can only bust it out like once a season, otherwise it's useless. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's things are looking particularly toxic. And and if we talk about the game itself, I just don't feel like I felt this way in the first like when they beat us four nil or whatever it was, two, three, I don't remember anymore, what it was in the first game, pretty much Ole's downfall, right? Mm. Um, I don't think City played well in that game, in actual fact. I thought they were, like, I thought we were just really, really shit, and they just were like a football team. (laughs) And I felt similar in this game. I don't, I can't, like, they scored some wonderful goals, like, Mahrez goal. The other ones, again, I didn't see the fourth the first and the second, to me, are utterly preventable. Like, I mean, just, the defending was slapstick. It was. It, it was calamity nonsense. And and that's what annoys me the most. It's, I wish, like, you carved, like, the Mahrez goal was, like, what all the goals were. Yeah. <laughs> and and even the Mahrez goal, you think about it, and you're like, that's just shitty defending, like, to allow that situation anyway. So, Ralph isn't, Ralph is is not progressing this football club and that's not even his fault in my opinion anymore no i mean what if what's interesting is that it's i always feel bad that like we're not even talking about man city because like this is just standard for them there's no, there was nothing there that we didn't expect they were they were good they weren't they didn't have to be brilliant as you said scored some nice goals and they're they're marching marching onwards but 
what seemed like a really good idea, the Ralph comes in interim and then moves upstairs, now feels really stupid. And and that's probably unfair. Like it's not a worse idea now than it was then because things are being weird. Things are feel weird. But all the reports of like the players aren't taking it seriously because they know he's not going to be the manager. That kind of stuff. I suppose we should have expected. Yes, I still think it was the right decision because your only option was Conte, and I still would would never do that. And I, and I don't think that's one thing I think would have been another. LVG, Jose, that you just do it for the sake of doing it. Like, I think they needed to go through this exercise of understanding what do we actually fucking want to be and who is the right person for that thing, which means you're going to encounter some pain along the way. Fine. But my problem is that even when Ralph came in, top four was actually a good shot at it. They were three. By the time Carrick was done, it was three points off top four at that point when all the games were equal and before everything became crazy. And they had the easiest run I've seen in a long time. Because really, all his games were Burnley and Villa and this and that. It was not top tough games, and he still couldn't pull it off and got to the point that we're at now. Mm-hmm. Which people say, before the City game, the only team to have more points than Ralph's Reds were City. Sure, fine. In that, in that time but you, period. In that time period. But you dropped, you went, you had a two goal lead at Villa, you dropped it. You had a lead against Burnley, you dropped it. Another one against Newcastle, you dropped that. Like, you see what I mean? Like, they just, they should have gotten like way more points. This should not be a problem. We shouldn't have a question about this. And that's why it feels so bad. And I'll say it again I lost connection with the club when Ole left. It's just, it is what it is. But I lost, started to lose connection when Ronaldo came back because mm-hmm. that was to me when I said to myself, Ole and this football club are not doing the same the thing that I thought could, that brought me back. You know what I mean? Like that connection was there because they were doing the right things, and then they brought him back. Mm-hmm. And and now I'm like, I don't even know what you are. Marcus Rashford is not sure if he wants to stay anymore, and that's a pity because why is he getting fury from fans when he put his body on the line and carried his club for two years? You everyone should be saying Rashford's not playing well. We'll give you the rest of the season to figure your life out. That's what should be happening with him, but it's not. So yeah, I, I'm I mean, upset. For, I'm upset. Yeah, I get it. I would be too. For me, that's a bellwether. That that's like if Mar- if Marcus Rashford, uh, you know, the the prodigal son, he feels a bit old to to say that now, but like the homegrown kid, the you know, the guy that everyone loves, and like if if that's the guy that that starts to feel like this isn't the environment for him. That's a problem, and and I, I agree. The Ronaldo thing was a was a turning point, as it was for Juventus. It's just like it's not a serious thing to do. No, it's just a I, it's a commercial thing to do, and which is interesting because Ralph has recently said that United need a what did he call it? A corporate wait. identity. Is that what and he I'm said? Not, yeah, he he said United need a corporate identity like Manchester what? City, and I'm like not entirely sure what he means by that, but any kind of identity would do, really. <laughs> like. Honestly, just pick one. Pick one. <laughs> Whatever you want, pick it. Let's see it over a couple of years, and that's fine with me. Like, I mean, yep. Rashford has 93 goals for his club at 24. You should not be doing that at 24. I know we're being blinded by Ronaldo, Messi, Mbappe, whatever, Holland, great. But for a regular person, okay, mm-hmm. 93 goals at 24, and he's been here six years or whatever, that's a ridiculous amount of output for a left-winger. Yep. That's actually ridiculous. 
and we're pushing him out the club. Like, I'm so upset by everything going on. And you look at City, when Moyes said we should aspire to be like City, he's right. Like, he was wrong right. then, but he's right now. <laughs> of course he was right. City are he... a brilliant football club, man. Well, obviously. I mean, they, you know, it helps having all the money in the world, but it's not like United don't have it either. I mean, they've spent pretty much the same amount of money in the in the in recent years anyway. Um, but Moyes had a, had a record of saying stuff like that that was true, but no one wanted to hear. Like, Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's going to be really difficult not to get relegated. <laughs> and he was you, right. You have um, a bit of a measured take on Harry Maguire, like myself. Mm. Um, what is your overall thoughts? It's as simple as this. He's a good player who's having a bad season. <laughs> and like... It's it's been a very bad season. There's no there's no need to sugarcoat it, right? He shouldn't be in the team right now. Um the manager needs to take him out of the firing line because every week like something's clearly not right with him, whether it's physically, mm-hmm. mentally, whatever. He shouldn't be in the team because it's not doing the team any good, it's not doing him any good. Mm-hmm. I I don't understand how we've got I saw a tweet the other day which I thought was one of the most mental things I've I've seen in a while, which was that it was a picture of Maguire, Wambasaka, and who else did United buy in that window? Dan James. Dan James, right. And it was like, I think we can all agree that this was the worst transfer window in the history of the Premier League. <laughs> I was just like, <coughs> what on earth are you talking about? Like, for a start, Wambasaka and Harry Maguire came in and did a wonderful job, and United massively improved at the back and finished second? Third and then second. Third and second, fine. Like, clearly improved the team. And everything's fallen apart this over the last year or so, and that's not specifically related to them. Like obviously they're both having worse seasons than they've had before. But I don't understand how people just forget the good thing that happened a year ago. You're only I, as I good just, as your people's... last job, right? <laughs> as Rache says. I guess I, but, I don't know, man. Like gr- to, growing to up, point. like people were allowed to be in form and out of form, and now people. Like, no, you're not. You're not anymore. You're not allowed to be out of form anymore. You're, you're, you're not. And, and to your point, right? In those two seasons, United had the second and third best overall defenses. I don't remember which order, but it was you know second and third um, best defenses. And at one point, it, in fact, one of the seasons, it was actually the best from open play, which means they were conceding goals from uh, set pieces, which was why they hired this set piece coach, who I think they should fire because we don't score any, but. <laughs> But that just shows you that actually teams have a hard time carving them up. And people made a lot of noise about Maguire being slow, but he's only been beaten for pace for a goal once. And that was Bergvine. And the fact that I can remember that actually shows that people have narratives. That doesn't change the fact that he he really got turned and and beaten (laughs) for that one. It doesn't change the fact that he's a fridge right this season, and he's awful Mm -hmm. this season. It doesn't change that. But when people yep. run with narratives, oh, he's too slow, they can't play a high line. They had the fourth highest line last season in the league. And they were talking about Chelsea, Liverpool, and City, who are known for having a high line. So again, people don't actually use facts when they talk about these things. But that's not important right this second. They are all shit. Every single one of them. Not just Maguire. Not just Wambasaka. They're Every single one of them is trash. Yep. And that's, that's indicative of this football club right now. And I think Maguire probably gets it worse because, you know, he was £80 million. But, like, that's just what Manchester United are going to have to pay if, if they want to buy someone. Like, that's just the reality of the, of the situation, or at least pre-pandemic, you know? Alex, because think just... about this, right? Trippier went to Newcastle for £12 million. Mm-hmm. 
United were in for him in the summer. I don't know if you know this. 25. 40. No, they wanted 40. They wanted 40 for him. The, the deal was on the table to be done. He's a United fan. He wanted it. Everyone knew it. It was not a secret. 40 million, and he goes for 12 three months later. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you, know what, you know what he must have had to do? He, he, Trippier was like, I'm never going to get out of here. So he just like put in a couple of crap training sessions. <laughs> Simeone was like, nope. Absolutely not. Get out of my club. <laughs> the only way to leave. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, United are in absolute shambles. You know who aren't? You know who have a plan and an identity and like trust in young players and a coach that seems to know what he's doing and have oh, wow. serious authority. Oh, wow. It's, it's, it's the Arsenal, Bernie. It's the you Arsenal. are so shameless. You are so shameless. What do you want? We have had nothing to celebrate in years, all right? And you all are we are so celebrating. This man, you are so shameless. But I love it. I love it. That's what football needs more of. I love it. <laughs> all we are celebrating now is being on a good trajectory and having a chance at the top four. Right? You guys were wanted him gone. You, I'm sure, were like trying to put on a brave face and everything. But you know what? This is this is what football's about. It is absolutely about being shamelessly in love with your club. <laughs> oh, it absolutely is. Um, and it's going really well. But but here's the thing. It's also about, and this this goes back to the conversation we were just having. It's also about letting people improve. And, and like, people will get better and people will get worse. And it doesn't mean they're shit. It just means they're having a bad time. And if they're having a bad time, you know what? In a year's time, they might be really good. Like we're seeing an absolute love-in with Martin Odegaard right now, right? Mm-hmm. But for for months, fans were sl- slagging him off. And yeah, like, they're like, "Why did you even pay the money?" I remember that. Like, hey, <laughs> he barely cost anything relatively, like mm-hmm. in these these days. And B, he's a young player. They need time. To, like famously, people need a time to adapt to the Premier League, right? Always, there's always been the case. Some people mm-hmm. will will come in and, and hit the ground running, and some people won't. And I just there's just no patience anymore for anything, and it, it's really really annoying, and it, it's hard to ignore. But let's just let's just talk about the good stuff. The Arsenal goals. Was Every lovely. single one of them was a banger. Every <laughs> single one, and it annoyed the shit out of me <laughs> because again, we played West uh, Watford. What, last week? Whatever it was. It was yeah, fairly no, recent. No. Had like 40 shots or whatever. And none went in. I'm like, and there's just, there's like every time they swung their foot at the ball, it was like, wow, Golasso. Like, come on, Man. mate. It was beautiful. Bukayo Osako with the little one-two with Lacazette and then the sweeping finish into the corner. And then Martinelli kind of did a very similar thing on the other side. And mm-hmm. the Odegaard goal. I'm not sure whether the back, the back flick was was 100% intentional but it worked man and then the the composure to finish it off i was, like frankly though even the watford goals were brilliant you got the bicycle kick and then Musa soko i mean who saw that coming it was it was brilliant absolutely brilliant and and dennis was offside sure fine um for the first one i mean that was clear but like it was a, it could have gone a, a number of ways this game it was very entertaining but just just back to the sort of arsenal big picture thing I, I did say this at the time, and you know I did say this. A lot of people were saying the treatment of Aubameyang is wrong and this or oh. that. And I specifically said, dump the guy and go with Lacazette or go with whoever wants to be here and whoever you feel you can trust. I, I feel, you know, firstly, a couple of things. You got rid of Willian. You got rid of right, David Luiz. Remember, you like Arsenal was doing this weird thing of what we're doing now with Ronaldo. Chelsea, and old rejects. And... Cavani and... Yeah. 
Varan is like, I don't even know where he is. <laughs> like, if we're spending money and doing what you did for free, effectively. Mm. Like, people who are probably washed up. <laughs> like, and you got rid of it and said, no. And I think there was a conscious shift to say this is a dumb thing to do, even <laughs> if it takes us a couple of years, which yeah. is has not it's not been that long. Well, we'll see end of the season. Even if it takes you a couple of years, at least you have people that you can trust, rely on, and build around. And then in a couple of years, you can be a force. I'd rather do that. I would honestly rather do that than like I could deal with being fifth with young players I like than yep. this shit. Yep. And you are reaping the rewards, and I'm. Honestly, Arteta and Edu has learned learned on the job and improved in that in that in that mold, and I think you're gonna reap the rewards. Like, congrats, man! I'm jealous. I mean, that's the thing. Is like ultimately, if the trajectory is good, if you like your team, if the the football is good, if you're having fun watching the games, if you're looking forward to the games, I don't like. I don't want to say fourth is a trophy, right? But like, that's all you can ask, especially in a league that is dominated by you know, oligarchs and, and state-run city and, and what have you, like, you can only expect so much. Like, Arsenal aren't going to win the league, even if Arteta does a brilliant job and we invest a lot of money, because Manchester City are going to win the league. Like, you can't, you know, you can't really compete with that. So you just have to do what you can do and, and try and have fun along the way. And and Arsenal are really fun at the moment. And it's, it's lovely to see. Absolutely. And the run is, is crazy. Like, the number of points you picked up. Like, you know, and three games in hand or two on Chelsea look you could do really well I said it for a couple of weeks you could you could get into third even and I, I just wouldn't pass Chelsea to fuck that up like I, I, I wouldn't yeah Chelsea well this weekend but like um, yeah I, I don't know I think Chelsea are about to to have a little revival I, I think their dip lasted long enough and Reese James coming back in has has really helped them I mean let's talk about it they, they beat Burnley 4-0 um Burnley seemed to put up a fight for a while and then just decided they couldn't be bothered with this. Which is weird, because they, they really do need all the points they can get. But Reese yep. James coming back has made a massive difference. And uh, and, and Havertz uh, playing as a nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of a you-know-who. Um, yep. yep. I mean, they really didn't, do didn't want to go so there, but <laughs> they really do look so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to go there, but... Uh... Yeah, it's uh, it's looking it, it, it's bad. But you know, if they keep playing Havertz, they'll win games. They will. Yeah, I mean, they even played Saul as a as a left wing back in this one, which is which is just weird. weird Very stuff, Simeone but... of of Tuchel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it's just, Tuchel was like, he's not working in his actual position. So I'll just try something else. Um, does it annoy you as much as it annoys me when Pulisic scores? No, I just I just hate him, man. Oh, be- because he's a gun-toting, uh, what, 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 like, MAGA? I mean, is, he, is he MAGA? Yeah, but he's also just, I don't know, something about him really irritates me. I don't know. I don't mind him. I, I don't I don't have a problem with him. I, I, I agree. It might be the Canadian versus American thing right now. Cause maybe. Because we're good, maybe, we're good yeah. we can hate on Americans, I guess. It might be that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Anyway, uh, Chelsea looking good. 4-0 win. Uh, you know, speaking of Chelsea... Let's talk about a Chelsea legend, an absolute legend. Mm. He's about to get overtaken. He's about to get overtaken in the all-time Premier League goal-scoring charts by Harry Kane, mm-hmm. uh, and he was on the receiving end of a Harry Kane thumping mm. uh, just yesterday. Frankie Lampard, w- would you bet against him being sacked before the end of the season? They might have to to survive. 
We told them to give it to Big Dunk, and they didn't listen. Every single time we talk about Everton, they do the opposite of what we do, or what we say, or they slander us. I'm tired. They've lost four (laughs) of the last five, Alex. Four of the last five. And we talked about my Bielsa agenda. Mm-hmm. I gave you my Bielsa agenda. Basically, just was my Lampard agenda that had to go on to someone else because <laughs> he got too much praise for for fuck all. <laughs> and I hated that. And now look at this: like, who is Frank Lampard, mate? That you think he's gonna give you what? What did what did Everton think they were going to get that Big Dunk wouldn't have given? If I, Big Dunk would have gotten them like fighting, yes, and scraping for points. This is bullshit. He basically started a fight in his first training session, in the <laughs> yes. one training session that he had with them. I mean, we we got a question uh, from Jojo at Mojo Dope Joe on Twitter, who says very simply, "Why Frank Lampard? A and B. Why did he take the job?" So, why, why don't we do the second one first? In my opinion, Frank Lampard took the job because that's as good a job as he was going to get. For now. Who who? Higher than Everton in the table, not in the not in the actual table, but in the in the you know in in the in the pantheon of football club. Like who's hiring Frank Lampard? He only got the Chelsea job because he's Chelsea. Here, here's my thing. I don't think that this club I'm going to name is necessarily better than Everton, but they're better run than Everton. Less leads. And I also think he could have gotten a job, as you just mentioned, Lester, if, like, Brendan lost his job. Like, I think he should have waited this thing out. I think there, there could have been options for him, see where the cards fall, and then come back in. You, wh- the main thing that guy needs is, is to be protected. He, like, that's really what he needs. He Everything he got was nepotism anyway. So yeah. go to a place where you know you're going to be, like, treated well and protected. And Everton is not one of them. I'm sorry. It's not. I've just realized who it is. It's West Ham. Except he'd have had to wait ages because Moyes is, is, is very comfortable. <laughs> I can I could I could have seen that. That could but, have made sense. Yeah, I mean to your to your Leeds thing, I would just say a club that hires Jesse Marsh at least has a plan and, and is basing their decision on something. Whereas Lampard would have just been like a chuck him in, see what happens. Fair. Fair. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Let, let's tackle the other one, which is from Everton's perspective, why the fuck did they appoint Frank Lampard? Like, they had Benitez, right? And he, he was like an organizer. He's supposed to be able to organize a defense. That didn't mm. work. Mm. So then you go Lampard, who famously can't organize a defense? It's, it's, it's baffling, isn't it? And it's just Everton have this weird thing of trying to be this Showtime team, this, showtime. Hollywood, this Hollywood team that they think that they are. And that's why I said they need to be agricultural. And, and they went, we're going to get Deli Alley. Yeah, we're good. We're going to get Donny Van de Beek. Yay, we're good. And both of them are absolutely awful. <laughs> oh, my God. Donny was even worse than I imagined. Oh, my God. I mean, oh look, they, they they were horrendous all over the park, right? Like, oh, yeah. like singling anyone of them out is, is a bit pointless. No, although, no, although I do, no, I do enjoy gonna, singling you... out Michael Keane and Jordan because <laughs> Keane on that first goal, it's a good cross for Sessegnon, but Keane just volleys it into the near post like an absolute world class. Control fragment. your body, mate. Like, <laughs> it's not. It's just not that hard. It's not. It's not. And Pickford is the worst England keeper. Like, listen. 
Dean Henson doesn't even play football, and I would still pick him over, like Jordan Pickford. <laughs> I mean, having arms of the requisite length, you'd think would be the first, you know, the first requirement. I, he's just not good. He, I think someone, someone said to us the other day that he is better for England than he is for Everton, and that's true, and that's because England are a much, much better team than Everton mm-hmm. these days. But all the same, like Ramsdale is by far England's best keeper at this point. It's it's actually not close, and it's a dereliction of duty if Pickford starts another England game. Like yep. it's it, it's it's unbelievable levels of nonsense <laughs> that happens. It really is. Um, I want to talk about um an incident. Okay, so like every time you see an Argentinian and a Brazilian, they 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 do tend to like I'm not don't mean to be very stereotypical, but they do tend to like have fights. Yes when they play against each other. And Romero and Richarlison were just having a fight on the field. And then this was my favorite thing in the world, man. I mean, you know, I like Christian Romero, but he cleaned Richarlison out. It was Mm -hmm. a ridiculous challenge. He was Mm -hmm. lucky not to be sent off. And then he claimed he got the ball. (laughs) (laughs) And he got a card and then he used the picture. (laughs) My God. My God. That's that's unlevel levels of banter. It really is. Um, and Richarlison quick... is absolutely going to break his leg next time he sees him. Yeah. Yeah, he won't be at Everton very long. But um, um, what's the word I want to say? On Spurs, I don't know if I can praise this performance. And the reason is because I don't know if they're going to lose it to whoever it is next week. Like, it's Man United. It's... Oh, oh, never mind. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Conte against the team you wanted to join? Nah, mate. Conte is not sleeping until this fixture comes up to prove a point. No way. But Harry Kane, he's annoying me. Remember when his first couple of years when I really thought he was a fraud? Um, yeah, I kept like, telling you. Yeah, you did. And then he wouldn't score until like November, and then he scored yeah. like 30 goals. Yeah. It's, cu- it's, it's becoming later and later. I've noticed this it's as he physically again. declines. But like... <laughs> When he's on it, mate, that you know what annoyed me? That second goal he scored. The volley. That volley. Like, it was pure placement and everything. He was fully in control of the situation. He knew it was gonna score once the ball came came over. And it's that like level of assassin mm-hmm. that like is so scary. And for a hot second it makes me go, throw the hundred million. Then my brain comes back mm-hmm. and I go, That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not, can, it, you know, I, I don't think that that's particularly a move that he would, I'm not even sure he'd make that move. I have to be honest. I don't see United as having any better chance at winning a trophy, which is, which is remarkable. It's a remarkable thing to say, but like, I really don't. I promise you if United, if, if, if let's say, I don't believe this will happen in any world, but let's say Daniel Levy goes, all right, hundred million United make the top four. Mm. This is what it's contingent on. Make the top four, and Spurs don't. He moves. I guarantee you, he does that. Maybe. If City he's also about in. his. He's also about his brand, whether we like it or oh, not. Oh yeah, yeah. And what Man United's a bigger brand, even if it's a shitty one right now. <laughs> it's a really bad one, um, but he would improve them immeasurably. Um, yeah, that that goal was was so so good, and Matt Matt Doherty just bawling out like like some kind of Irish De Bruyne was was very funny. Uh, I think it was jo- a John Joe Kenny that he dribbled past in slow motion and twisted him up. It, I mean, this is what I'm saying, man. Like, you never know when players 
players are rubbish and uh, and can improve. We write players off all the time, and then all of a sudden, they're balling out. It's uh, I couldn't fun. believe my eyes. He faked him. He put him on the ground. I was like, huh? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> what have you done with the actual Matt Doherty? Very oh funny Oh, my stuff. God. Speaking of performances, right? Newcastle 2, Brighton 1. Didn't see the game. Uh, but John Joe Shelby discussed. He, he's put out an apology despite having a seemingly average game from, from all the reports and Newcastle winning. A, I'm shocked that he thought anyone would care. B, he got the graphics department involved because he put the official <laughs> logos and everything. Like, <laughs> I, I, I am convinced he was being held at gunpoint by someone to admit that he's shit. Okay, I got it. Bruno Guimaraes, guys, said, look, <laughs> I'm not playing right now because you're in my spot, okay? Gun to your head, say you were shit so that the manager goes, you've been shit. So, and then I have to play instead of you. This is my theory and I'm running with it. It's it's not the worst theory, you know? Because Guimaraes is like, I'm going to come to Newcastle and like, yeah, it's a step down from Leon, but, you know, I'm going to be the star man. I'm going to play every week. And then, you know, in in the summer, I'll be surrounded by, by much better players. And he comes in and he's sitting on the bench watching Voldemort run around clattering people every week. Yeah, must be a weird experience. So stranger things have happened. It was just fucking weird, man. Like, there are sponsors on that message. It was... I, I've never, honestly, never seen anything like it. Un, unreal. And a very Voldemort thing to do, I feel. Just, you know, yeah. to... Very, very tactical, but evil at the same time. Because this is bringing the game into disrepute, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, imagine if you got suspended for it. But it, it's even weird for Eddie Howe, because as you said, like Howe now has to pick a player who has admitted that he's not very good. It's just, what a strange position to be in. Speaking of which, Chris Wood hasn't scored a goal for Newcastle since that big controversial move in January. But it has worked, because you know Burnley is struggling. But he's not... I mean, he's just being a big lump, which is, I suppose, half the point. Yeah, I guess so. Because Veghorst, I don't know if, or whatever his name is, I don't know if he scored either. So. He's got one, maybe two. So, you know. I, I, have, I have one question. Because mm. um, Newcastle are now no longer being relegated, which sucks mm -hmm. uh, for our narrative. Mm -hmm. Everson have a chance to be relegated. If Burnley were to survive, but it would cost us Everton, would you take it? Oh. Where I, I sell my soul to the devil to be able to play the blues. I oh man, I I take it, mate. Yeah. Even though I hate Burnley so much, I take it. I need that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even I don't even like dislike Everton. Like I like Everton. This is the thing with Everton is I like them as a football club, like a traditional football club. But as you said, they keep they keep ignoring our advice and they keep getting worse. And frankly, this is the, this is what you get. This is what you get. And then we'll take Dominic Calvert Lewin for. 20 million please thank you uh, I'll, I'll i'll have that thank you very much but here's what i here's what i would do if everything got relegated alex i would revive the blog and write an article <laughs> for the first time in like two years and it would be the it would just say ha 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 ha, ha everton and just ha 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 all over, oh, pictures of clowns all over the thing <laughs> and i would post it on everton forum and just walk away that's that, that's what i would do and telling would, us to go back to our igloos. Yes, and then we would tag all the people in the comments who tried to argue that Kuman was better than Pochettino. 
<laughs> All right. Oh, and then we've only got one minute left. So we'll just rattle through two quick questions that have come in. Um, one from the Trifactor podcast. Good pod, by the way. Have a listen. Um, why is Salah posing for Playboy? Which is a very good question. You saw that picture. Yes. I said that he is decided if he could take the Messi route in life or the Ronaldo. And he's leaning Ronaldo. And I'm Mo, if you're listening, not Mohanad, Mo Salah, if you're listening, don't do it. It can only end in tears. I think, I think that's true. I yeah, personality-wise, he strikes me as somewhere in in between, but it, things are getting a bit celeb for him. Yeah, yeah. Not All right, good. and the other question that's come in, um, Chev Chelios on Twitter, uh, although I think it's our friend Tosser, uh, who says, "Where should Cristiano Ronaldo move in the summer?" Fucking Far away from man. me. Get Fuck out of here. Um, but Sporting Lisbon, if he has a brain. You do Sporting Lisbon, you do the Last Dance documentary in mm. Portugal, and you take a pay cut, all that stuff. You win in the league, go to Madeira, put it in your museum or whatever. Like, take a picture That's a smart thing to do, but he won't do that. He, he honestly, he thinks that's beneath him. Yeah, which is dumb as hell, but whatever. He said he came to United to challenge for trophies. I was like, were you not watching? Were you... I mean, he, what... Did he not see what he did to Juventus? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh man speaking of uh of italy um very quickly milan beat napoli 1-0 olivier Giroud just banging them in consistently um and they are two points clear of inter at the top of the table three points clear of napoli that that's a wicked title race i love it i take Giroud right now yeah I, yeah i take jaco too <laughs> i'm just in pain <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll release you from it uh that has been the Koshcast. we will uh talk to you next week bye Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.